Okay, so let's get into the word. Um, say doors. Say, say, say doors. What did I talk about doors? I said doors are what? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a controlled access or passage for people to enter a restricted place or exit a restricted place. So what essentially a door is, a, a door is a barrier. It's a what? Barrier, yes, it's a barrier. A door is a barrier. So if you see a door, it's, 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 it's a controlled access between two points or two places. Another definition is that it's an enclosed, oh wow, it's an enclosed place to an, it's from an enclosed place to an open place or door that restricts access to a place of value. Usually when a place has value, please help me, if a place has value, a place has value, there's always a door there. Amen. That's why you have a door to your bedroom. Is that right? Usually your bedroom is the most important room in your house. Amen. And sometimes when you do a design for somebody, you do a design for somebody, please hurry up, hurry up. They'll tell you, uh, make sure that there's a door that leads to all the bedrooms. So you, you usually will group the bedrooms in a location. And then there's one door that when you enter through that door, then you can get access to all the bedrooms. So usually that door is a securitized door. Hallelujah. So it, it controls a place where there is value. You put value in that place. You can never go to a bank and then at the door you see the vault of the bank. The vault. Have you seen that before? And usually the vault, you see how they design it? It's, it's as thick as this. And sometimes you have to add voice, a combination of voice, codes, fingerprints, iris, before you can get access into that door. Because why? Right, there's something valuable there. Amen. So one of the things I want you to understand is that doors are very important. And when you are praying, start praying for doors. Come on, say doors. Yes. We have to be very strategic with our prayer. When we are praying, we must pray with a lot of understanding. Hallelujah. So a door is a restriction or controls access to a place of value. May some doors be upon your life in Jesus' name. May you become something valuable that people just can't access in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, so a place of no door is a place of no value. When you walk on the street, they don't have doors, they don't have gates. The road is free, everywhere is free. But if you are to enter a restricted area, a place of value, you see they'll put a door there, and then beside the door, they'll put a security man. Praise God. So we're saying that the essence of a door is to grant you access. The essence of a door is to restrict. And I said a door, a gate is just a big door. And a window is uh, an opportunity granted you to receive something, but not to accept your person. So when you get to heaven, they will have to open the door for you to enter. They won't open the window and give you something and say, go back. So doors grant you access as a person. So that dust is what really changes us. Windows doesn't really change us. We can receive something, but physically, we are still in the same location. I hope you understand what I'm saying. But doors brings you into new opportunities, new paradigms, new spaces, new ideas. And I pray that from every time that you exit a door, you enter into a better door in the name of Jesus. Anytime you enter a door, it will be a door of excellence, a door of promotion, and a door of ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. So, I talked about four doors, the meaning of doors. I talked about door as an opening, door as an opportunity, door as an 
opposition, and I changed the last one, door as an offense, say offense. So we are talking about doors as an opening, say opening. Door as it is, as an opening, is an opening. When we say opening, it means a lot of things, not physically per se, but spiritual. So when I talk about doors as an opening, I'm talking about spirituality of doors. And then I'm also talking as door as an opportunity, see opportunity. And then I'm talking about door as an opposition. That means, you know, there's something good you can gain from that door, but something is resisting that door. Are you hearing me tonight? And then we talk about doors as an offense. Number one, let's go to door as an opening. I talk about three, but the fourth one, I want to talk about it. Number one, door as an opening, that means, and I said Jesus himself is the door. Is the word. And when you have the door, you can create doors wherever you go. I say you can be the door everywhere you are. And I told you, you have to become solution centers. When people need salvation, you are the door. When people need healing, you are the door. Why? Because the door himself lives in you, and he has made you his authorized agency. Amen. But I want to talk about, and I talk about door as, an, uh, door as a tent, door, a place where you retreat to meet with the God to grow. We meet with the Lord and grow. And I also talk about door of revelation. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. Let me just talk a little about door of the blood. See the door of the blood. When I talk about door of the blood, I'm talking about spiritual portals and spiritual altars and portals. Spiritual portals and altars. Amen. A door. I, 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 and last time I told you that your, the door to your house it's, it's, it's recognized spiritually. It is recognized. It is noted. Praise the Lord. So that if a, a spirit is coming in, they will usually use your door. They will usually use an opening. I remember many years ago when I'd come from work and I was lying in my couch and I was reading about George. What's this guy's name? This is, George, is it George Mueller? A great evangelist. This great evangelist used to work with uh, the founder of the Methodist Church. Uh, what's his name? Uh, who founded it? John Wesley. So they used to do outdoor programs. And George Muller had a, uh, what's it called? An orphanage where he was taking care of children. But everything that will come to the orphanage comes by a miracle. That's, that's the kind of guy he was. And I was reading a story that night. I'd come and I was thinking about it. And I was so caught up in the spirit how that he would cross the Atlantic Oceans many, many times. And in those days, they didn't have radar to detect uh, contrary weather or hurricanes that are coming. And so every trip across the sea was so dangerous. But this guy would have great faith and he came back and forth. As I was meditating, you know, I, I, I slept, and I, I, immediately I was in a trance. So in the trance, I'd climb my house on the stairs, and I'd climb up. And one of the guys who used to be with me in the chair was following me, but as I was climbing the stairs, he didn't climb, he left. But when I got upstairs on my corridor, I saw this personality. It's like, it's like, it's a human being, but... The human being is made of bandage. Say bandage. You see the bandage that they used to tie your leg or something. But you see it's like bandage all over. And he, but there is a person. You know these bandages, yes. But you could see the spaces around the bandage. But the whole thing is a human being. It's a person. And so 
He started pointing the left finger in my face. Whoa, whoa, she, you, you. But those days, interesting, he was pointing my eye. When I sleep, I will see sparks on my eyes. I never understood what was going on. Increase my volume a bit. I never could understand what was really going on with my, this my two eyes. And then I'll be seeing sparks, sparks, sparks. This one will be sparking. I've been to hospital, but I never understood what was going on. Until that particular night. So the guy was pointing the finger in my eyes. And then I realized, that, oh, this is the person causing me to go start losing my eyesight. So as he was pointing his finger in my eyes and saying, you, you, you. I took out my, I, my, I, I raised my right hand and I was about to lift it towards him. But interestingly, when I started lifting up my hand, he started going back. And he didn't, he didn't go through the wall. He went through the bathroom window and went out. That is not the only time I've seen demonic spirits using doors and windows to escape. I've never seen any of them walk through a wall. They will always come by your door or by your window. Amen. Not too long, I think two years ago, I think my 50th birthday, I went out when I came back. I saw some, these spirits had come into my children and they, they was scattering everything there, making noise and tearing everything in, the, in, in their room. So I went and I said, hey, what are you doing here? As soon as he saw me, he jumped through the window, not the door. So doors, come on, say doors. Doors and windows, they have spiritual significance. And so one of the things you have to do when you're going to sleep is to anoint those accesses. They are spiritual portals. I hear what I'm saying to you tonight. Don't take it for granted at all. That's why every certain I will anoint this door, will anoint that door, and anoint the streets. Because if anybody is going to block anybody from, it will not be on the wall. They will stand at the door. The door that you have made, they will use that same door against you. May your eyes be open in the name of Jesus. So let's go to Exodus. Let's see the significance of this door. Let's go to Exodus quickly, 12 and verse, uh, verse. I have a lot of things to say. I don't know, but let's, let's, let's try and run today. Those of you who are watching us online, you are welcome. Amen. Exodus chapter 12, verses uh, 7. He said, and he shall take the blood and strike it on the two posts of doors, two side posts, and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat. Let's go to verse 13. And the blood shall be to you a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when. I smite the land of Egypt. Why did he say that they should put the blood on the door? When the angel of death was passing, why didn't he pass through the wall? Why didn't he go through the wall and say, oh, I can pass anyway? Why is he saying that he, they should mark the door with the blood? Because when the angel of death was passing, he will enter through that door. Are you hearing me tonight? So when the angel of death is about to enter the room or the house and he sees the blood on the door, he says, oh, no, these people, 
I have to pass over them because they are protected and they are protected by the blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So every now and then, you need to anoint every opening, even your car door. Glory to God. May God give you understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. And don't take the door, the door to you. Okay, when juju people come, why didn't they put the juju at your wall? But they'll come and put it in front of your gate, in front of your door. Why did they do it? Why didn't they put it beside the wall? Why do they place those things in front of the door? They understand that every door is recognized and is a portal. Amen. That's why even if you are entering a place and you, you don't know where you are, you have to say a prayer. Because that door is ushering you into something. Because everywhere is occupied by something. There's somebody always in charge of some place everywhere. Are you hearing me tonight? So sometimes when I'm entering a place, I pray in my spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus as I enter this door, this portal, that nothing in this ground will attach itself to me. It will not have power over me. I will not be a victim. When I enter that door, I'll come out. I pray that prayer in my soul. I pray it in my heart. When you are entering, entering the door, always pray. Let me hear amen. You are entering a plane, pray. You are entering a car. It's a portal to another state. And if you are not anointed, you may never come back. Receive this word in the name of Jesus Christ. So your door, that's your door. You are going to sleep. Put the oil there. See if I, 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 I block off this door to any eh, spirit that walks at night. Pestilence and terror at night. And I mark it that is exempted in the name of Jesus. And I declare this portal shall not be granted to anything that is not of God, but it's open to angels, angels of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Any spirit that is like light that pretends to be from heaven is cursed in the name of Jesus. Because he said, marvel not that Satan himself appears. You'll be sleeping, you think you are seeing an angel, but you are seeing the devil from the pits of hell. Come on, I can hear you, amen. I, I follow me tonight. So take note of these things and don't be careless at your window. Just sleep by your window. I've seen videos of uh, camera, security cameras where spirits are coming into a place from the window. You leave your window by her like that. You will not cover it with the blood of Jesus. <laughs> if you are going to sleep, be very, very careful. Let me hear you, man. Always pray and anoint your doors and your accesses. So doors are portals. They are the points between spirits. So when something wants to come into your space, your compound, they will usually come by your gate. They will usually come by the opening that you have made. And it is your duty to guard that access. Hallelujah. Because spiritually, it signifies something. And the greatest thing against those attacks is the blood of Jesus. I, can't, I say the blood of Jesus. And tonight, if God gives permission, we come to the communion table. Eh? Take, take the cup. Take some of the cup out. We leave some and go and pour it in front of your door. Come on, let me hear you, amen. Leave a drop and put it on your window somewhere there. Before you go to bed tonight, that anything that comes at night to steal something from you that you are not even aware of, they will never gain access in the name of Jesus. And do it constantly. Do it what? 
I visited somebody's house many years last year, and I could see that this, this personality was coming from the garage. I could see a heavy presence that the thing that comes into the house, it was using the garage door. That means the door from the garage to the dining area. And I had to go and say, don't come by this door anymore in the name of. Recognize doors. Let me tell you, hear me here, amen. That's why some traditions, some places, they don't just put doors anywhere. If it's a door, they will say, put it on this particular side, on the east, on the west, on the south. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus. May God give us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, so let's continue. Doors are what? Opportunity. See, opportunity. I talked about the door of sin. I can't go over it again. I talked about the door of invitation. Say the door of invitation. Say like, I don't think I touched. Did I talk about the door of invitation? No. I didn't. I didn't. No. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. Behold, I stand where? At the door and knock. If any man will let me come in, I will come in with him. I will come unto him and I will sup with him and he with me. Say the door of, opportunity, the door of invitation. Anytime somebody hears the gospel, it's as if Jesus has come to the door of his heart and is knocking. Anytime the gospel is preached, it's as if Jesus himself is standing at the door of that person and knocking. I don't know how long Jesus will be standing there. But you know, when you ignore somebody for a long time, that person will not stand there anymore. And usually, the thing you hear, you keep hearing and you ignore, you will not value it anymore. And so to me, anytime you hear the gospel and you refuse to accept it, you have dropped in scale of opportunity to access that door. A lot of the people who don't believe in Jesus, who are backslidden, they've had the gospel preached to them many, 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 many times. And they have decided that this is not for me. This is not for me. Because anytime you hear the gospel and you don't respond, your heart is hardened. Just like the sun uh, will melt, um, what's it called? These, um, uh, in Kutu, how do you say it in English? Share butter. Share butter is melted by the sun. The same share butter is hardened when it touches clay. So for one, somebody is getting softer. Another person, the person is getting harder. So the more they knock, either you are getting softer or you are getting harder. And anytime you refuse to accept the gospel, you have deferred and you have downgraded yourself from ever hearing the gospel. That's why the Bible said, I heard thee in the day of in the time accepted, and in the day of trouble, have I succored you? Behold, now, come on, say now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the what? So when it comes to the kingdom of God, you are not supposed to hear the gospel twice. You hear it once. You pick it. You take it. And then you run with it. Hallelujah. Some people, they come to church, you know, they, you see that they've been to too many churches. They have heard the gospel and they come, they are, they are off. That door has been shut. I'm telling you the truth. Unless great mercy, you realize that the person has come to church, he has been to so many churches, he has received Jesus many, many, many times, but he's not changing. 
He's not really changing. Something is not changing in the person. Now, that will not be you in the name of Jesus. You know, and when we say, behold, it stands at death, it's not only for unbelievers. Some of us to here, God has been knocking at a particular dimension in our life. We have never opened that door. And the more he knocks, the more hardened we become. May we change quickly in Jesus' name. Because he said, now is the accepted time. So anytime you hear the gospel preached, eh, and you know that you are in need of salvation, a particular kind of salvation, you are born again, but your whole life is sold out to something, may you make that decision instantly because that door of invitation will not be there forever. Let me hear amen. I can't hear your amen. I remember many years ago, a man used to live with us. And anytime we tell him about Jesus Christ, he would tell us that he belonged to a, one of the SDA church, one of the church. He said in his hometown, Kwewu, he, they started the church in Kwewu, I don't know, Obo Kwewu or whatever. And so anytime we are meeting, we are saying, praise the Lord. He looks at us with disdain. Say, look at them. They are now starting. Anytime you invite him to Christ, he has something spectacular to say about what you are doing, that he has been there, he has done that, gotten a t-shirt. You are just starting. You know what happened to him? One day I was in the house, and they told me that he fell. Because he lived with us, I had to take him to the hospital. So I rushed him to Achimota Hospital. And they looked at him, they said they couldn't help him. So I took him to Kolebu. When we got to Kolebu, they told us there was no bed. And then they said we should go to Kolebu Polyclinic. When we got there, they said no bed. Hey, I had to use faith. Come on, say faith. We need faith here. Let me hear, man. Yes. Things don't just happen. I, 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 I don't know what I said, but I pleaded a prayer. I don't know, remember exactly the name. They gave, him, they gave him a place. Now, when they gave him the place, he, he couldn't speak anymore. So I said, Kweku, Kweku, hmm. And he said, hmm. Then I realized that the thing was getting serious. So I wanted to lead him to Christ. So I said, Kweku, baby, 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 oh, gee, yes, no, bawa, kumam, hmm. Hey, don't laugh, oh, serious matter. I did that, he could, Bible said what? If you believe in your heart <laughs> and you confess with your mouth, you don't have the tongue to confess it. <laughs> and he couldn't say those things. So I said, Goku, say, me, You know, Jesus coming to my heart. I tried that. He didn't I pray. He wasn't healed. They told me and called me that. I should come and carry him away. He died. Those of you that, you see, God has been knocking and giving you opportunities. He said, tomorrow, I'll give my life tomorrow. I've thought about today. But so much easier to say, tomorrow, who promised you tomorrow, Better choose the Lord today, cause tomorrow very well might be too late. 
Jesus said, here I stand, wouldn't you please let me in? And you said, I will tomorrow. Jesus said, I am he who supplies all your needs. And you said, I will but tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, you say tomorrow. Because as long as you say tomorrow, tomorrow is tomorrow. So there's never today. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus. And have mercy. Come on, let me hear your amen. So there's the door of salvation, and we must pray. The door of salvation. The door of invitation. Father, as we preach the gospel, all these things I'm, I'm talking to you about is to help you pray. Let me hear your amen. It's to help you pray. Understand doors that Jesus is knocking at somebody's heart that they will open. Do what? Oh, come on, I can't. They will do what? They will open that door so that he can come in and bless them and change their lives forever. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. Amen. So that's a door of uh, invitation. Praise God. Revelation chapter. The next one I want to talk about is the door of faith. Come on, say the door of faith. Did we talk about this? Acts 12 and verse, Acts 14 verse 27. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I think we did, right? Yes, Acts 12 and verse 27. Let me just go through quickly. Acts 14 and verse 27. It said, and when they were come and had together, gathered to the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done for them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. May God open the door of faith for us. I told you that faith cannot be taught. I've been studying faith. You can't understand it. It's a spiritual thing. Amen. Oh, yes. It's a spiritual thing. When it comes, you will know. Hallelujah. So faith comes by hearing. It's not, it's not for study. It's, it's, it's to believe. Anytime you believe, faith has come. And you can study here. You can hear about faith. But until you act in it and that door opens, you can never walk in faith. I say you can never walk in faith. I pray that God will give you uh, a situation to exercise your faith in the name of Jesus. You know, maybe a contrary situation that the doctor is telling you that you have got this and because of that you cannot give birth. Ah, it's, a, it's an opportunity to exercise faith in the name of Jesus. And what you would say at that moment would determine the direction and the door you would take. Come on, I got here, amen. You know, Bible said, and every tongue that rises up against you, you condemn it. In other words, if it is contrary to what God is saying, say the opposite there and then. Come on. Not that you come home and say, the doctor told me. <laughs> doctor said, <laughs> I have 17 and a half days to live. What did you say when he said it? Every tongue. You have to say it to the source so that the source will take it back to where he took it from. No, no, you come home, you are not come say, oh, doctor said, he has given me 17 days, I have to leave Ghana. Come on, I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. Are you following me tonight? So when somebody says something contrary, and it doesn't sit with the word, and the word of God, in your, you have to talk back. That is how the door of faith will be open to you in the name of Jesus. Say, so you cannot do, I can do it, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me in the name of Jesus. And as you say those things, you open the door of faith so you can get in there. Don't be a normal believer. You can never come through those doors of faith 
if you are a very normal, civilized, Christian Ghanaian brother. Ghanaian citizen, not a citizen of heaven. Praise God. I said praise God. Be a citizen of heaven. This is what we do. If you say something contrary, we respond there and then immediately. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Things are hard. No, things are hard for you and your grandchildren, not me and my house. Hallelujah. But you know, things are hard for you too, but don't say, come on. I said, come on. Hallelujah. Today somebody called me, wanted to find out what is going on. I said, oh, Charlie, they are only getting better. And they're supposed to get better. I can't hear your amen. Things are only supposed to get better. So you say it. You say it. You say it. And let that door of faith be open unto you. A lot of you, you've closed the door of faith with your big mouth. Sorry, small mouth. You don't like big mouth. <laughs> your cute little mouth. You have closed a whole 30 foot high door with your little mouth. Please, I can't do it. Bam. Then you close the door. Hey, may you sustain big doors with your little voice. I said, with your little voice, your little, you know, baritone or whatever, uh, falsetto voice. And the spirit is not the size of your voice. A lot of people have big voices, but they are big failures. When it comes to faith, eh, the women are a thousand miles ahead of the men. I know you don't say men, but I'm telling you that. The women, they have more faith. Which man in the Bible took their child to be, to be raised from the dead? Tell me. Do you see any man say, my son? Say, my son, wake my son. The man will say, go and bury the baby. Like Shunammite woman. You know what I'm saying? But today is not church day. Today is not joint service. Today is not prayer night. Why are you taking the child to? And the woman said, shall be well. And then he went, she went after the prophet. The man was just sitting there. If I had a Shunammite woman's husband, oh, I know this one before. <laughs> He's a very funny, funny man. When the emergency, she didn't even follow the wife. God forgive us. Can you imagine your child is dying? There? It's only the woman who is taking the baby, and the husband is sitting somewhere. Meanwhile, the boy died in the laps of the, of the, of the father. He collapsed because they were on the farm, and the boy collapsed, and they handed over to the mother. May we become more responsible in the name of Jesus Christ. So I've never seen a man believe God for healing. Did you see any man follow Jesus saying in her heart, in the, in the, in, in, the man saying in his heart, if I may but touch the hem of his clothes, I shall be made every which hole. Did you see any man do that? Uh, answer my question. Do you see any man? It is the women. They have faith. But you have some women friends in the name of Jesus Christ. May women rise up in this church. And take us to the next level in the name of Jesus. Man, we are too rational and logical. The thing is dead. It's dead. Forget about it. Ah, why are you wasting your time? <laughs> Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. May some great women arise in the name of Jesus. I said, may some great women arise here. So the door of faith is when portals are open. That's why we must continue to take testimonies. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Anytime testimony comes... It's a portal for you to also enter. Uh, I say it's a portal for you to also enter. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go to the hospital. The doctors are, I remember first lady when she was pregnant with her uh, first. The doctors went to, uh, is it rich? Doctors were telling her many, many things. 
She didn't, she didn't mind them. She just changed the hospital. And this other doctor told her, oh, there's nothing wrong. It's all normal. Can you imagine? They were saying a lot of things. It wasn't true. May God deliver us in the name of Jesus. Somebody didn't eat well. They didn't sleep well. Eh? They, they haven't gotten their pay and they are confused and they are floating it on you. You are receiving it with two legs and two hands. Say, the doctor said, the doctor said, the doctor said. What is Jesus saying? Hallelujah. Doctor said, I can't read. Doctor said, I can't eat. Doctor said, I can't do this thing. You believe the doctor more than you believe God. Meanwhile, that guy is an atheist core. You take his word above the scriptures. May we repent in the name of Jesus. Come on, say a big amen. May the door of faith be open unto us. May the door of faith be open unto us. Open door, I talked about it. He said, what? I have the keys of David, and when I open, no man can shut, and when I shut, no man can open. Do you remember that scripture? Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7. Hallelujah. The keys of David is the keys of kinship, activated by a lifestyle of praise and worship. Anytime you get into praise and worship, you open the door. So there's a key that can permanently open the door for you. I don't care what kind of door it is. Uh, I said, oh, the greatest door, the door and the key of David. It opens every door. Every door has a key. And the key of David is a master key to open any kind of door. This church, I declare it a prophetic church. Do you know why it's a prophetic church? Not because we are prophets per se. We create prophetic environment through the ministry of the praise and the worship. That's why I'm putting more emphasis and I've extended, we've extended the time for praises. And from Sunday, I'll be standing here myself. The Lord told me, said, don't sit down, go and stand. I'll be standing here, me too. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, so I can regulate the environment, me too. I cannot be saying, assume, no, I'll, I'll be around. If you like, I'll be your usher too. When it's praise and worship, I'll be watching everybody. Those moving around. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I've decided to do, I don't know, the Lord just spoke to me. Say, this, this, the praise and worship time is the most delicate time. It's the most delicate time. And it's the most disturbed time because Satan knows that when people get tuned, you see, the power of praise and worship is that we all must with one accord be at one place, be on the same frequency, be on the same anointing. Otherwise, it will not work. That's why it is easier for me to preach than to do praise and worship. Because if I'm doing praise and worship and the drummer is not on key, that means harmony, keyboard is harmony, basses, the choir, the glory never comes. It will never come. But I can take this thing and preach you a socks off. I'm alone. That's why anytime we do it together, the presence of God comes into a place. And he manifests himself. Because it will take everybody to get his presence into a place. That's why I declare this church a prophetic church. One of the things we value is what? His presence. His presence is essentially praise and worship and, and a consciousness of him being around. I say a consciousness of him being around. And I pray that the ministers will be anointed in the name of Jesus. When you stand here, ah, heavens will be opened over you. You'll be receiving downloads of spiritual songs. The songs they are singing in heaven per time. You'll be receiving that same songs here. In the name of Jesus Christ. And watch, when we get to the place where we are a prophetic worship church, 
people will just come. And the Lord added daily to the church, such as should be saved. This is what Acts chapter 2, verse 47. Such as should be saved. It is the Lord who asked to the church, not us. Anytime you see people coming to it, it is the Lord who did what? Please, I can't hear. It's the Lord who did what? Can you sustain one soul? Can you keep one soul? You cannot. That's why some of you have given up already. You think by your effort you can bring somebody to my brother. Forget about it. You can bust them, but they are never in church. But people join when the Lord sees that. All the people are praising him. But we praise him, really. He said they had favor with the people. As a product of praise, it opens doors. I'm going to deal with the key of David properly, but not today. Hallelujah. This is just a scratch of it all. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Let's continue. The next point is what? The door of what? The door to preach. Say door to preach. Do we talk about the door to preach? Let's go to Acts chapter 2 and verse... Uh, is it 2 Corinthians? Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Say the door... To what? It's a prayer we must pray. Father, open a door for me to go and preach. When you see somebody say, oh, I'm going to London three days. I'll be invited to go and preach. It's a door to preach. That has been opened. It's a door. It's a what? It's a door. Don't get jealous. Somebody's door has been opened. Hallelujah. You too, if you pray that same prayer, God will also open a door for you to Saskatchewan. Baby, to what? Brofuyedru or Swedru. Why? You are not saying amen. It's not, it's, not, it's not that the door or the people there, they are not human beings. Yeah, they are human beings equally as those in London. We have always associated a door of ministry with London. What about Wa? Or Sanerugu? Or Savelugu? Or Nanton? And some small people in some JSS school, 17 people with three children, say, oh, Pastor, we heard you. We want you to come and preach to us. It's a door of preaching. Clap your hands and say amen. It's a door of preaching. May you go and preach in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. With your little knowledge of the word, may they invite you to some fellowship and GSS. And they say, come and preach. May you go and may signs and miracles follow you. Uh, they are not ready for me to Ha! Hallelujah! They invited me here. Uh, what's it called? One of the branches of the uh, full gospel businessmen's fellowship. About, about seven or eight people. So please, can you come and preach to us? I went. They wanted to what? What was the topic they wanted to know? But I, I read uh, Romans 1 verse 20. And uh, the Lord told me there's one particular. I went on two days. The, the, the second, the Lord said, this particular woman, she's not giving birth, but she's married. Pray for her. I prayed for her. And after seven months, she called me and said, Pastor, you remember me? You came to preach at that full gospel small meeting. I am now pregnant. But maybe here. But maybe here, you see. Uh, you, won't get the, you won't get the opportunity to preach. But meanwhile, you have anointing for making babies. May God open that door for you in the name of Hallelujah. Some three half students. You have anointing for people to receive the Holy Ghost and not only Holy Ghost, and fire. Some of the baptism, when you get baptized, you never recover from. That's what drives people to become pastors. What kind of anointing do you have? When you lay hands on people after two weeks, they will 
Did you pray? I don't know. What kind of, what kind of thing is that? Did you receive the Holy Ghost? Eh, I received it, but now nah, I forgot it. How can you forget the Holy Ghost? Come on, I'm preaching better than you are saying amen. Your, your, your lay hands was weak. The anointing didn't transfer well. Small fire. And then it went inside her. She said, shame ananana, shame ananana. And then when she got home, she forgot. Do you speak in tongues? I mean, I used to speak in tongues, but now I don't speak in tongues anymore. But didn't you receive it? I received it, but it, it is gone. What is gone? May you lay hands until they begin to scream. Ah! Amen. Hey, baptize them well in the name of Jesus Christ. To be baptized is to be filled and overflowing. Say, man, oh, most often when you lay hands, oh yeah, the people should be on the floor shaking and speaking in other tongues. They never forget. But the reason why they forget your tongues, you laid hands, you, receive, you give them small petty fire. Fire for kebab. The fire was not good enough. <laughs> Amen. But when you, your whole body is engulfed with the fire, they will never forget. Zembro lekusterene, chabra, semo. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened unto me. When you go on holiday, may they invite you to go and preach. They are going to Dubai. Say, oh, a church wants to see you to come and preach. Meanwhile, you are dickness, but you are anointed. God has prepared you to go and lay hands on a poor soul somewhere to spark a whole revolution. And you'll be that kind of person. Oh, they are not ready for me tonight. Hallelujah. Yeah. Ananas, who was he? The Lord came and told him, go to the street called Straight. Street called Straight. <laughs> There's one man, Paul, he's praying, he's praying. Go and lay hands on him. His eyes will open. He'll receive the Holy Ghost baptism. Ananas was just minding his business. But the Lord sent him. Next time you are going to fetch water, may the Lord direct you to some house. Somebody is dying in the house. The Lord will prepare you as a vessel because he's going to open to you a door to preach the word. I said a door to preach the word. I said a door to preach the gospel. Shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he said he came to, he knew nobody there, but a door was open unto him. May you go to a place when they see you, they want to give you pulpit to preach. Oh, they are not ready for me. Are you, are you in church at all? Eh, Max, you go to a place, they think you only sell cars. Or you're only an IT guy. But they don't know there's a prophetic anointing on you. But as soon as they see you, say, oh, please, come and hold the microphone for us. Shakatu saya. You take the mic, no, prophetic anointing. Hey, you are moving in the anointing and in the power like something. Come and receive that grace in the name of Oh, yes, I went somewhere. I went somewhere to a church in uh, Assemblies of God Church in Brown, somewhere there. And I was going to, we were going to visit with myself and my brother. And we're going, and you know, the, the guy said, I should come and hold the mic and preach. I said, no, I didn't come back. He said, no, 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 no. It was a door that was open to me. And when I got the mic, I told them, all of you, you don't regard your prophet here. But the man, I gave him, I had about, is it 100 Canadian dollars, and I gave it to him as the man of God, anointed man. But all the people, they didn't put honor on the anointing of the man of God. And the Lord said, go and correct them in that house. So they gave me the microphone, and I laid it bare. Say, you people, honor your man of God here. Hallelujah. Because if you honor the thing you are going around looking for, he's anointed, he will pray for you, you will get it. May God use you in the name of Jesus. Hey, you didn't hear what I said. May God use you. Go for a marriage program. No, anointing to restore marriages. 
you start operating. It's a door of ministry. It's a door to preach. I said, it's a door to preach. Ananias was not a pastor. Stop thinking like that. I said, he's not. you go to a party, they say, oh, can you come and say the opening prayer for us? You pray for three minutes. Then you go and sit down. They say, please, can you come and give us a word of exhortation? Because <laughs> your prayer has opened that door. May you be prepared always in the name of Jesus. Oh, I can't hear your amen. Have you been blessed tonight? Glory to God. Door to preach. Number six, door of hope. Say the door of hope. He said, I'll give her her vineyards. Uh, Hosea chapter 2 and verse 15. He said, I'll give her her vineyards and the valley of Akko as a door of hope. Do you know? Charlie? Increase the, this in a bit for me there. Look, sometimes we just need a door of hope. Do you know that? Just a door. Come on, say the door. Some good news. You are not out of the place, but at least somewhere from somewhere. Bible is saying the valley of Accor is a place of weeping. It's a place of tears. It's a place of pain. It's a place of neglect. It's a place of sorrow. It's a place of loss. It's a place of extreme pain. Bible is saying that when you find yourself in that place, it's going to give you a door of hope. The door of hope is simple a light that comes to you and says, everything is going to be all right. You are not out of that place, but spiritually God has moved you from that place and taken you forward. It's just a matter of time. You'll be able to handle the situation and come out of it. So for us, sometimes we just need a, a voice somebody to say something simple to us to let us know that we'll come out of where we find ourselves. My little daughter has prophesied to me many times. I don't know. One day I was going to court over these same church matters. They took me to court. I was getting dressed up. And she turned at me and said, Daddy, everything is going to be all right. I stopped and I looked at her and said, God sent you to speak to me this morning. God gave me a door of hope. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? So every time you find us a switch like that, may God send you a word, you know, a word that will quickly, you know, bind, come on, say, bind out the brokenhearted. The brokenhearted must be bound up. It's part of the anointing. Is that what he said in Psalm 61? The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he had anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind, come on, say, bind. Oh, that means pour oil and wine in the wounds of people. And the oil and the wine is the words that come out of our mouths. May you be sensitive. Come on, I can't hear you. Amen. He said, the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah 15 verse 2. To speak a word. Come on, say a word in season. Oh, sometimes the word in season is quietness. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Just shut your mouth. And just watch. Even in your quietness, you are preaching. You are telling them something. You hanging out with them, sitting with them, holding their hand. You are ministering a door of hope to their souls. And you know, every now and then, we, we need our wounds to be bound. Have you had any wounds before? Come on. I said, do you have any wounds at all? Wounds from your workplace, wounds from the church, wounds from their fellowship member. Somehow, somebody's not doing something right. 
and you are wounded, battered, and beaten. But God will send a word to comfort you and bind your brokenheartedness. Somebody broke your heart so badly. It's like, innocent girl, your first encounter with a guy was so much of a disaster, you felt like drinking poison. And you never forgot that experience. I'm sending God to bind your broken heart in the name of Jesus. Say, to pour oil and wine into your wound. The wound must be healed in the name of Jesus. And sometimes the wound, it doesn't heal overnight. It, keeps, it, it requires a lot of words, encouragement, coming to church, and time before you will recover. But God will always cause us to have a door. If you lose your vineyard, he will restore it. You lost your land, God will restore it. Spend money, gave money to somebody, you made you feel like a fool. And you know, you are looking at the person, the person thinks you're a big fool. Listen, God will cause you to see a door of hope. And the door of hope says that you are coming out of that place. Because if there's no door and you are stuck in a place, you know your life is over. But when the door of hope is created, oh, it doesn't matter how deep you've sunk or how dark the place is. Once you can perceive a door, you will come out of that situation. And may Christ in you become your hope of glory in the name of Jesus. Your hope of glory. I said your hope of glory. May you counter every negativity by Christ being in you, the hope and the door of hope in your life. Let me hear you, amen. Anything you are enduring today, it won't last forever. You don't have, you don't have a car, you struggle to get to church. Your time is coming. Oh, I feel like preaching. Somebody needs I say a time is coming. Well, you never, you forget how you used to walk. Hey, I said you forget how you used to walk. Look at yourself. You know, when I finished school, I was working for my boss, and we were doing the AU Village 2007, because it was Ghana's 50th anniversary celebration. And we were giving the job to supervise the, 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 the layout. So I was involved in the design of the whole AU Village at Cantonment. And we allotted like 10 plus, 10 plus two individual estate developments. Estate developments. So they used to come, so we, so like, these people had money. And they used to come to the office and then they would come and coffee. Okay, we set the rules for them. This is what you should do. Your building should not be too high distance from the fence or blah, blah, blah. All these we used to do. And then every time this particular guy would come with some wild bands, say wild bands. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So wild, wicked best. And you know, anytime I'm leaving the office, he'll come and he'll pack the car. And I'll look at the car and say, hey, where shall I? <laughs> I'm, I'll say to my, hey, so me too, when will I get a car? Why am I going to get a car? So the man realized that, no, this boy, he called me, he said, come. He said, he said I see you like the car. I said, I said, very much. He said, don't worry, you will have the same kind of car. You also have a car like that. In my head, my head said yes, but here, because mm. in my mind, how am I going to get money to buy this kind of car? Huh? Some of you, when I tell you these things, you can't believe it. Don't worry. Put it in your pocket. It will happen in the name of Jesus. I say a time is coming. You, live your own, you have your own dining table with a, with, with a dropped light oh, and cutlery. Hey. Hey. With cutlery, yes, you that you eat on the floor, huh? you eat in a potorium. Huh? 
You, you are used to sitting on the background, oh, and then you cross your and you are eating. Now you are sitting with cutlery. Hey! That's going to be your story in the name of Jesus Christ. And you don't worry. I'm telling you, somebody told me, and it has come to pass. I said, it has come to pass. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. At least I have a, I have a decent, is it not the same car? Yes. I was using a small uh, Golf, Golf 2. Yanas <laughs> from Japan. When it goes a little, oh, it will leave me alone right now. And I have to pump the, my, my, my left leg, the crotch. Hey! When I'm going to climb a, a, a bump, a bump like a ramp, I'm afraid the car will stop. They to go off. <laughs> and the guy was prophesying to me that you drive a good car. I couldn't see it. Listen, I'm telling you today, just like how he told me, I'm telling you, because he told me and it came to pass, it will also come to pass in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. It's going, I see a door of hope opening for you. I see a door of hope opening for you. I see a door of hope opening for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes I go abroad and I see people there, I'm like, wow. These people, how did they get here? Some village. They, they passed through Accra the first time, straight to the airport. They didn't even stay, they didn't break Accra air. Huh. You see, say, this is not even a regional capital. From the bad sides, the Lord lifted them. You see them say, if it's not God, you will never be here. Listen, God will do great things for you in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus Christ. Number one. Packed door ministry. Say packed door ministry. Hey, we are coming there. You know Jesus had a packed door ministry. Packed door. Mark 2 and verse 2. And straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No. Not so much as about their door. And he preached the word of God. If Jesus was preaching here, all oh, this place, it will be jammed to the rafters. People will be standing outside all the way to the roadside. Huh? We will get there in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine Jesus come here or some men of God come here? This whole place will be taken over. It's a packed door ministry. May we pay, pray for a packed door ministry in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. I said, may we pray for a packed door. 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 May we pray for a packed door ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus even didn't have time to eat. Why? Because the ministry was a packed. Even at the beach, they would push him into the water. Hey! 5,000 men would follow him to the desert and forget to eat. I was in a conference in Orlando. T.D. Jakes, 2014 or 16. Beloved. Then I realized that the ministry, there are levels. The hall. I can drive a car at maybe 80 kilometers for about, let's say, two minutes. No, two minutes is like maybe 30 seconds. The hall is like, it's like endless. Hall. When you lift your hand, you can't see the end of the hall. And I'm like, Mama Nakite, how did they build this thing? Huge expanse. And you know what? 
the place was packed. And you know, if they are opening the door, I say it's 9 a.m. in the morning, by 8.30, they queue outside. Huh. I was shocked to my boat that people are waiting to hear God's word like that. The word, oh. I said the word. No, no miracle. Word, word. That means the word, if it's in your mouth, God anoints you. You are, you are blessed forever. Oh. You are not here. You left me alone completely. I said, if God gives you a word, <laughs> and the people you kill, like from within five seconds, as they indicate that they are going to open the door, within five minutes, the queue is, is winding like a long snake in the Amazon forest. Then you'll be standing there, waiting. As soon as they open the door, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I don't see anything like this before. Come on, say packed door ministry. I can't hear you. Say packed door ministry. May God bring some of you into strange prominence in the name of Jesus. I mean, a prominence that, you know, wherever you are going, people will have to guide you. Otherwise, they will eat you up. People will want to hold your shoe. People want to hold your shirt. That's what they were doing to Jesus. He, the disciples had the difficult time controlling the crowd. You people, small, if it's small, you can't hold them. <laughs> we are laying hands on some small little girl. You are struggling. How about the whole back ministry where people are trying to hold Jesus and you have to defend him and he's going through a thick crowd to the other side? Ha! We'll get there in the name of Jesus. Come on, say packed door. Come on, say packed door. Say it again, say packed door. There's a dimension in life where you become a packed door kind of person, like a president. Anywhere president goes, is packed door. Do you know that? There are some things in life God can bring you to a place where everywhere you are going, people would have to pack the place. Look, I saw this little girl, Taylor, Taylor Swift, a secular singer, not a gospel singer. She crashed the whole of uh, the online ticket sales. She crashed it. The system jumped. It crashed. Ha! I was surprised. What did they call ticket masters? They have the biggest online ticket sales. Their system crashed because the people who wanted to buy her tickets. Ah. Hey, may your business and eh, may you have a. Uh, pack door business in the name of Jesus. Stand on your feet. I can't hear you. Stand on your I said, may you have a pack door ministry. Your, your, your food joints. When you open in the morning, eh, the queue will be winding to the back of your house. Oh, they are not ready for me tonight. I say, you are not ready for me tonight. Huh. Your cocoa joints. When you open your cocoa like that and people smell it, May the queue wind to the back house in the name of you. Your school, when you start, may you see cars, 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 cars. May you receive a packed door ministry in the name of you. Packed door, packed. There are some food joints. The food is in the hope, but people go. Don't let us deceive ourselves that if we have a beautiful church, people will come home. It's a deception from hell. 
We have to work. Let me hear you, amen. We need, listen, we need an anointing here. Charlie, tell we need an anointing. We need an anointing. I said, we need an anointing. And you know, the anointing is going to get thicker and thicker and thicker in the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, in the name of Jesus. Serema Posha. Packed up, packed up, packed up. Some churches, they are so packed. They're having seven, eight services and they can't handle it. While some people, all their churches are empty. Why? If we don't answer that, if you don't answer and you become desperate to answer that question, you, your life will matter for little. I say your life will matter for little. If you don't get on there, you know, whatever, whether it's a prayer hall or word horn, whatever horn you must hold on to to get answers, don't settle for anything that is not door packed, door kind of ministry or business. Shout amen. amen. That my house may be what? Fail. So, in God's agenda of things, in the kingdom, God expects us to have a packed house. Come on, I said a packed house. Hallelujah. Don't ever, don't ever get something when we see empty chairs around us. So it's a weekday service. Who told you it's a weekday service? Go and see some churches right now. After weekday service, people are standing. What is the difference? I said, what is the difference? A man of God came to Ghana to come and do a program, and about three people died. Packed door. People trampled on each other. They wanted to not even see him or just be in the 18. You know the 18. Just be in the environment like that. Ha! May we never listen. Look at me, leaders here. You are leaders, oh. Those of you who come to church weekday, may God give us some kind of anointing here. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. We have great destinies in our belly. We must unlock them all. As we press in the word, we press in prayer and we press in worship. It's just a matter of time. God will give us a kind of door. Come on, say door. Door of ministry. One of the doors of ministry is television, radio. If you see somebody say, I'll write a check for you for one year to broadcast. That is a door that God sent that person. Are you hearing what I mean? Well, you are struggling to pay a monthly bill of radio. That door is not open. No. It must be effortless. I see God raise people in the name of Jesus. I say, I see God raise people. I need you to pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues very, very intensely. Oh, you forgot your tongues. I hope you are not one of them who forgot their tongues. If you didn't know that you won't desire for, but there is. I said there is. I said there is. There are some men of God when they come to town. You have a place to sit. Yes. Wherever they go, wherever they go, wherever they go, there's the anointing to pack places. It's an anointing, oh. 
is an anointing. Every good and perfect gift coming from above, from the oh. Father of light. Yes, Lord. With whom there's no variableness, nor shadow of turning. Yes, Lord. Any good thing. Anytime your shop is packed, is an anointing. Yes, Lord. I say it's an anointing. Amen. If people are looking for you to fix their hair, it's an anointing. Amen. If people are looking for you to do a certain kind of job, it's an anointing. Yes. Lord. I see you coming to that grace. Yes, Lord. I see you coming to that grace. Amen. I see you coming to that grace. Amen. See you coming to that grace. Yes, Lord. It's, it's a level. It's a level that God places you. You don't struggle anymore. Ha! We are coming to that place as a church. Amen. This whole place will be filled with chairs and we'll have any empty chair in the name Amen. of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know why? Because God is going to put the anointing on you to draw men. Pray, pray, pray one more time. Pray one more time. Pray
Maybe if they want, they will not allow them. Why? Because they have a pact with what kind of anointing. They have to go with our four or five cars. Not because they are arrogant, but by virtue of their placement, it is so. May God have mercy on us. Amen. And grant you something that will cause people to park at your door. Yes, Lord. They parked at the door of Jesus so much so they didn't even have space. Yes, Lord. It was so tight, tight, packed. Ah! We receive that anointing. Amen. If it's a school, may it be packed. Yes, if it's, a, if it's a workshop, may people line up their cars. Ha! In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. The name of Jesus. Amen. God put the anointing on you that makes you an attraction. Amen. An attraction. You will never go down in yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. You watching me, I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Time is coming. God is going to cause you to have a packed door ministry. Yes, Lord. A packed door anointing. Yes, Lord. Whatever you do, you have so many people lined up Jesus. waiting to hear from you. Waiting to receive from you. Yes. Waiting to hear your expertise on that matter. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Father, we declare this bread and wine, the body and the blood of Christ. We partake of the nature of Jesus Christ. We declare grace and peace multiplies to us by knowledge. Now that we know that they are doors. Lord, there's no door you couldn't enter. In fact, you were the door. Lord, somebody needs a door of favor. An open door. Father, we are praying tonight. Let that door be open in the name of Jesus. Let that door be open in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to be called into a meeting. Father, cause his name to be heard. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody needs to be invited to a place. I pray that that door will open. Yes, Lord. That door will open. Yes, Lord. That door will open. Yes, Lord. You are the door. You are the door. You said if any man enter in, they will be saved. And they will go in and they will come out and they will find pasture. We declare we are blessed. Amen. We declare we are blessed. Amen. When we go out, we have pasture. Yes. When we go in, we have pasture. We have supernatural supplies yes, Lord. of all sorts in the name of Jesus. Amen. We declare that door is resident in us. Amen. We never lack any good thing in life. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Please Amen. give first lady. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You're free to take the container, drink a bit, and take the rest. I don't know how you're going to do that. Please quickly come and pick it up. Shonda Lopez. Go ahead, eat it. Oh, glory to God. Same key. He reigns forevermore. Forevermore. There is only one God. There is only one God. Jesus Christ. There is 
frustrated behind any door. May every door open unto you. May God bring you to prominence. Wherever you find yourself, may you never be a son of Belial. May you never be insignificant. Do well in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Wow, this is a very beautiful flyer. Yeah, take some share. Bring your boss. Your colleagues, invite them. Amen. Every month we'll be printing. We'll never stop. Go and bring as many. You tell them this Sunday we're inviting you specially. Share, share, share. Give everybody some. Our God is shared. Hallelujah. 